Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is going on, everyone? Chris, where do we start with this victory for the New York football Giants? A 24-22 to victory over the Green Bay Packers. This is a team, Chris, that's very desperate. They held the seventh wild card spot heading into this game. Giants coming off of a bye week. Had a two-game winning streak. Now a three-game winning streak. And what a fluky, I don't want to say fluky because that's that takes away from the Giants, but a weird, a strange game. But I got to say this, buddy. Tommy Cutlets, Tommy Buns, Tommy DeVito leading a come-from-behind drive to secure a victory for the New York football Giants. Man, New Jersey, we're just doing this all day. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty well, although you're kind of making me flash back to some unpleasant memories from uh, from college when about half the SUNY Albany campus was from the Jersey Shore. And I, oh, I, I got to say, you know, early 2000s, uh, there was kind of a constant cloud of acts in the air. But man, you, you were right. This this is this was one hell of a game. It, it I can't say it was a good game. It was a fun game at times, a very confusing game at other times. And like you said, there were a lot of weird, weird plays, weird calls by the officials. And yeah, but I do think we do have to just stop and recognize what Tommy DeVito did on that final drive. Four for four, was it 58 yards and set the Giants up for a game winning field goal after the Packers made one of those eight. A mystifying call for a wide receiver run that the Giants had stopped three times in a row right before that. It was, it, it this was a wild game. It was a wild game, but I think you put it well. It wasn't necessarily a good game. I think each each uh, team had a specific game plan, as every team does. But the Giants, they didn't throw a ball past the line of scrimmage until what the second quarter. The Packers, they were doing just jet sweep and around. That was the predominant choice guy. I don't feel like they trusted maybe Jordan love against Wink Martindale, who was bringing the pressure against Jordan love. And they brought it up during the game. It's like, this is a lot different than Aaron Rodgers. and Wink Martindale did not feel comfortable blitzing Aaron Rodgers last year when they played, still got the victory blitz Jordan love a decent amount in this game, got the victory, but the giants are out here with a UDFA at quarterback. And he wasn't slinging it around the yard, but what did he show? He showed toughness. He ran the football. He was taking hits similar to what we've seen from Daniel Jones in the past. And then when the Giants needed him most, he stepped up. And thank God for that, dude, because Saquon Barkley, that fumble, that would have been peak. And I tweet this peak 2023 New York Giants. You just kind of get tripped up, but you reestablish yourself and then you fall down. No one touches you and the ball just pops out, giving the football back to the Green Bay Packers. If that's the way the game would have ended, we would have all just been like, dude. 
the Giants just can't win. Like, what is going on here? Like, th that is so New York Giants in 2023. But Tommy Cutlets did not allow that to happen. Neither did Wondell Robinson, who we really need to talk about, Chris, because he looked he looked far better than 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 I think we've seen maybe since the game he got injured in Detroit where he had over 100 yards. The Wondell Robinson tonight was so impressive. He really was. Wondell is he is not as he doesn't have the measurable athleticism that Kadarius Tony has, but he is a much better athlete, I think, than Kadarius Tony is. And he is what everyone hoped Tony would turn into. You know, just his sense for where he is on the football field. <clears throat> no references there. Uh, <laughs> Wandell's. Well, he at least his, knows a playbook too. <laughs> yeah. His route running, his body control, his ability to make plays, positive plays with the ball in his hands. You know, Tony would do the thing where he would run around, you know, 50 yards behind the line of scrimmage and pick up two positive yards that is you know Wandale, he he is quick he is athletic he is shifty but he always all of his moves are with a purpose and he either gets upfield gets out of bounds creates separation for himself he is he kind of reminds me of sterling shepherd back before the injuries set in with sterling shepherd and i, I don't want to say the sky's the limit for Wandell, because I kind of, I'm, I'm not fond of that phrasing, but his ceiling is super high. He can keep developing and he could be a foundational piece for this offense going forward. He's got that Willie Nelson ceiling, you know what I'm saying? But I, <laughs> but I love what he was able to do, man. Six catches for 79 yards. He had the two carries for 36 yards, and the Giants were using him in a similar fashion. A lot of pre-snap movement to to kind of just create eye candy for the Packers defense. And the one touchdown too to Isaiah Hodgins, they did that too as well. They they motioned it was a three by one set. They motioned Isaiah Hodgins outside of Hyatt, sent Hyatt to the inside, and now Hodgins had that entire. Uh, piece of the field to operate against his one covering defender. When DeVito did not like the man beater to the left side, he decided to roll to the right. That was a very smart play by Tommy DeVito. And then he threw a strike the back of the end zone to Isaiah Hodgins. Look, Isaiah Hodgins might not be having the year that he had last year. That magic might not be there. But in the red zone, he's still the, what, the best New York Giants wide receiver, probably the most reliable target. He has three touchdowns this year, and they were all from the red zone. It's because he knows how to get open, knows how to get his feet down, and is really good at concentrating and securing those passes. Great play by DeVito and Hodgins. Yeah, it, that is what Hodgins is best at, just using his route running, using his size, using his length, using his hands and body control to win in those the short area red zone when the game speeds up the most. Yeah, he isn't as athletic as Jalen Hyatt or really a lot of other receivers, but his ability to get open basically at will is it allows him to play much faster than he times. And he is incredibly valuable for that. Yeah. You know, and I think the fact that he doesn't he isn't a big name, he isn't an Uber athlete. Yeah, you know, he isn't going to be running a four two forty or jumping out of the gym or anything like that. I think that has people kind of overlooking him and devaluing him. But you see what he is able to do when it matters the most, and that's that's incredibly important to have on the team. And yeah, I also want to take a second and just appreciate the Giants' coaching staff, their offensive coaching staff. You know what they have done with Tommy DeVito in developing him and 
putting him in position to use his tools to their utmost is very impressive. It really is reminiscent of what they did with Daniel Jones a year ago. And yeah, the Giants are not asking DeVito to do a whole hell of a lot. He's not changing protections. He's not doing five-man reads and you know anything super complicated like that. It's basically one, maybe two men, and then just take off. That is his game. And the Giants are really playing to that, and it's effective. And I think part of the reason why it's effective is he is more willing to take shots down the field, so the defense has to respect it, even if they're still throwing behind the line of scrimmage a lot. But we've also seen from DeVito, and this is the fascinating thing about him, like, yeah, he's a rookie, UDFA, all that kind of stuff. He's gotten better in every single game. Now you're right. They didn't reinvent the wheel here, but he was 17 of 21, really efficient, 158 yards with a come from behind victory and the touchdown pass to Isaiah Hodgins could have had a touchdown. One was tackled at like the six inch line, which set up one of Saquon Barkley's touchdown, but he is operating the rhythmic West coast type of system when the giants are having those plays implemented. And he's able to, and this is something that we saw dating back to the Las Vegas game. He's really good on that sale concept, man. That one play to Wandell Robinson was a sale concept. It's a three level read with Saquon Barkley in the flat Wandell Robinson on the corner. And then someone on the clear out. I wasn't sure who was it, whether it was Slayton or Hyatt. And he hits Wandell Robinson right when he needs to, to maximize the yak ability of Wandell Robinson running up the side. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I just love that phrasing. What? The yak, yak ability. ability. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I say the Giants have maximized their yak ability throughout the season. And this is one of those times when it was a, <laughs> a good way. <laughs> yes. This is one of the only times that it was one of the good ways. I, I love that. But that has impressed me because one of the, the things I feel like we, we as giant fans, and, and I'm not saying this about everybody during the bye week, we were like, look, Tommy DeVito, it's a fun story. And it's still, it, it is a fun story, but it is going beyond that at this point because he did it against two bad defenses before this. Like, yeah, you carved up Washington's defense and then New England's defense when essentially their offense couldn't do anything. So their defense was just giving up. And as Jabril Pepper says, their ass. Well, he just did it against Green Bay. Green Bay has been cooking recently, beat good teams like the Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs. And now you just defeated them in prime time. That's, yeah. that's, Big, that's big stuff right there from Tommy Day. And it wasn't like he was just a passenger in this, but we do got to talk about the defense as well because they really showed up in this matchup too. They they really did. You know, the Giants just keep taking the ball away. These things are supposed to come in bunches and the bunches just keep coming. They had essentially four takeaways in this game. You know, they had the Jordan Love fumble. You had the uh, interception on basically the next play on an incredibly ill-advised throw. Yeah. Then you had the muffed punt on, again, an incredibly ill-advised punt return attempt. And then you had the turnover on downs after the missed field goal. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. 
and Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All of that really did help the Giants' offense as well. It put them in better positions. It, in some cases, blunted uh, Green Bay drives that could have resulted in points. And the fact that this game stayed close, that it was 21-16 at the end of the game, that also really helped out the Giants' offense because they could stick to the plan. They didn't have to try to get aggressive and play from behind. They were able to hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley, even though he didn't get a whole lot done for much of the game. They were able to make use of those quick passes with Tommy DeVito. He wasn't forced to sit back and hold the ball for half of forever, even though he did hold the ball for an average of three seconds today, which was that's still kind of a lot. And, yeah, it, it, it's a minor miracle, I think, that he didn't get sacked this game because Green Bay was in the Giants' backfield quite a bit. But, yeah, I mentioned this during the game. It was almost like the Giants' offensive line started run blocking as soon as Green, Green Bay got pressure and just created a running lane for DeVito to scramble and escape. I do feel like the Giants' offensive line recently has been doing a much better job at that, but also Tommy DeVito is surprisingly good at navigating the pocket for somebody yes. who is who is um, a neophyte in terms <laughs> of playing in the NFL right now to pull out one of my Walt Clyde Frazier words. But the defense, man, look, the takeaways like you brought up, Jason Pinnock, I just wish Jason Pinnock would wrap up because that 35-yard A.J. Dillon play should not have been a 35-yard A.J. Dillon play, and that set up the first Green Bay touchdown, the the rush by uh, Jaden Reed, who's a really fun rookie to watch, mind you. But Kayvon Thibodeau, that's the name I want to go back to. Look, Dexter Lawrence played like a limited role here. There were plays where I saw Dexter Lawrence out there, and he just ran over Myers, and he was just all over the place. I'm like, dude, how do you block this guy? Like, This, <laughs> this guy is absolutely insane. He's playing hurt, and he's still doing this. But Kayvon Thibodeau, he had the one mistake on the Reed touchdown rush. He probably should have cheated towards the motion man there and lost contain on that. Yep. I don't know his responsibility, but that's my guess. That's what Troy Aikman was saying as well. 
But what did he do? He knocked the pass down the line of scrimmage. He had a sack on Jordan Love when he attempted to evade the pocket. He had a couple really nice run stops. And you're just seeing these young defenders really start to to come together now. I think Aziz Ojolari had a really good game. I'm excited to see the All-22 to see how he played. But he came up big in the second half. Deontay Banks made several big plays. So it was just one of those games where you're looking at the the core nucleus of of the young players the Giants have on the defensive side of the football. And you're like, they really needed this game to win, right? They needed the defense to step up and they slowed down an offense that has been playing, playing like a juggernaut. They made Jordan Love look really uncomfortable and pretty bad. They tonight. Did. Yeah, they, that was kind of one thing that stood out for me from the first quarter was just how off and uncomfortable Jordan Love looked. I mean, for that first the, the first two attempts to convert a third down on that thir- on that first drive right at the end, it he just pulled the ball on both times. Like he had wide receivers wide open and he just missed them. And he was off really throughout the game. And there there was a lot of times he didn't look sure of what he wanted to do. Like even the fumble, he he got tentative approaching the line of scrimmage. The, The first down was there on that run for him to pick up. And he just kind of slows up. Like he did. He wasn't sure if he wanted to try to, make a defender miss if he was going to try to lower his shoulder or, or what. So it was kudos to the defense there in really silencing what was a pretty good offense. Now, the fact that the Packers were missing Christian Watson, they were missing Aaron Jones, that helped, but can't really take anything away from the way the defense played. No, nah, and I'm not going to take anything away from the way from the way the defense played they uh they stepped up when they had to and and they came up man but uh the special teams now randy bullock made the field goal he made the one that counted right the one that really counted but both of these teams the packers and the giants look we've you know criticized and maligned the Giants' special teams all season rightfully so they have not been impressive i don't know if i've ever seen a game though where the opposing special teams unit was just as atrocious as the Giants special teams, you know, because the Packers, they took what two dumb penalties. Anthony Johnson Jr. Had, I think a block in the back. You had the play with Gunnar Olszewski when he ran into Rudy Ford on the fair catch attempt. Those were two 15 yard penalties that went against green Bay. Then green Bay muffed the punt. Bobby McCain got hit by a punt Had no idea was coming down on. And it's just like getting hit by a kickoff and Yep, Lawrence Cager on the kick. Oh, that one was just atrocious. And then you had two uh, two missed field goals as well. So it's just like yes. holy crap. The special teams units were just like, nah, nah. You can have it. Now hold my beer. I'm gonna, it was yeah. it was really bad to watch. <laughs> yeah, there, there were points in, the, in this game where it looked like neither team actually wanted to win. And yeah, it was it, this game was just it, it was just weird. Like I the Saquon Barkley fumble like when we have never seen him do anything like that like I could see Daniel Jones doing that we've seen Jones get bit by the turf (laughs) monster before yeah Yeah. but Saquon that like I would not want to be him during film review tomorrow or Wednesday you know what whenever they watch the tape from this game he's gonna have popcorn thrown at him or something (laughs) It was a very uncharacteristic play for Saquon Barkley. I'm I'm very happy for him that that's not going to lead to a loss because that dude, like, 
embodies yeah. what it is to be a New York Giant. And he, in his lost season, he is being the leader the New York Giants absolutely need. And if they lost on a play like that, not even a play where someone wrestled the ball from you, which rarely happens to Saquon Barkley. It happened earlier in the season. But other than that, Barkley never fumbles. This one was just I don't even know what it just fell out of his hands and no one, it was just like a really weird happenstance. But Chris, do you have anything else before we get out of here? No, uh, I suppose we could, we could, should Mm. at least mention the draft. The giants are currently sitting after another, I would say even more monumental upset of the Tennessee Titans over the Miami dolphins in Miami. Yeah. The giants are currently sitting at, eighth overall in the draft. Um, you know, we don't know what the Giants' plans are. They might not know. Uh, but the, the thing I come back to is it. I'm expecting the Giants to win down in New Orleans. I think the Saints are stumbling badly, and the only reason they won was they were going against the Panthers this week. Uh, I'm expecting this winning streak to extend and the Giants might just fall out of the top 10 altogether. And if they want a quarterback, if Joe Shane, Brian Dable want to move on from Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones's contract, uh, if they've got long-term concerns about his durability, all of that, they're either going to have to look at Bo Nix or Michael Penix, both of whom have some questions. Penix with his own injuries, Bo Nix with... Yeah, just his, a lot of his production has come close to the line of scrimmage. He doesn't look down the field all that often. And yeah, he was disappointing at Auburn or they're going to have to trade up. They're going to have to use one or both of those second round picks, future picks. So yeah, that's kind of the downside to this winning. Uh, We can talk about building a winning culture. I'm honestly not sure how much that translates year to year. Just because, you know, we saw the Giants go 11 and 5, sweep the Cowboys in 2016, and then wind up with the second overall pick after 2017. So that we can enjoy wins, but there's going to be consequences long term. Hey, the Giants aren't out of it, though, right? Playoff push, baby. Nah, we'll see what happens. I wish they beat the Seattle Seahawks or earlier in the year would have made that playoff push a little bit um, more realistic. But the Green Bay Packers are in their way as well. So if they could pull that off, it would be an absolute miracle. They would probably erect a statue of Tommy DeVito outside of some stadium or some deli somewhere. And it would be, uh, <laughs> it would be a lot of fun. Chris, anything else, buddy? Nah, man, it. It's getting late. It's Tuesday. So why don't we just wrap this up and let everybody get to bed? All righty. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show to review the New York Giants dub over the Green Bay Packers. Take care of each other, everyone. Head on over to BigBlueView.com and check out all of our written content as well. Go New York Giants. Peace.